Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Rich or Miss, episode 233. Hey, my riches, I'm Hayut. Many times we hear about the loneliness of entrepreneurs. But my guest this week, Anthony Blattner, said beautifully, You can start by yourself. But there is the time when you're going to need to rely on other people, and you're going to need to surround yourself with other people that will push you and whom you're going to learn from and share ideas with. And I love this advice so much. I really think it's almost impossible to go through the entrepreneurial journey by yourself. So find your peeps. It will help you win much faster. Anthony Blattner is a tech founder, ex-IBMer, and the founder of Speedworks Social, a top LinkedIn advertising agency. After watching a lot of companies with great products or services fail because of ineffective marketing, Anthony started Speedworks Social to help those businesses unlock their B2B marketing potential and achieve explosive growth. By blending his experience in marketing and software, Anthony helps businesses reach high-level decision-makers at scale using LinkedIn ads and technology. Having managed millions in ad spends and generated over 100,000 new sales opportunities, it is safe to say Anthony is one of the top leading LinkedIn ads experts in the industry and in a way is only getting started. Let's hear my interview with Anthony Blattner. Anthony Blattner, what a pleasure to have you here. Hi. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you here. I just shared with our listeners what you've done until now, and I would like to ask you to share with us what are you doing and most passionate about today, and where are you heading? So what I'm up to now is I, I'm one of the people that spends more time on LinkedIn than any other platform. Uh, my specialty is helping people with LinkedIn ads, and um, that's, that's what I do day in and day out. So we specialize in helping create and manage LinkedIn ads campaigns for different types of B2B organizations. What are you planning for the future? What am I planning for the future? So I think now is a very, you know, exciting and also very necessary time to be online. Uh, given everything over the past year, I think we've all realized how important um, being online is and representing yourself online and marketing yourself online. So I'm, I'm excited to continue working in the online space and especially in the LinkedIn space. I think we've seen a lot of changes over the last year to both the social platforms and then also the ads platforms for them. So it's been interesting to kind of see how people have used the, these tools um, differently over the last year. And then totally separate from that is the, the big iOS changes that have come recently to tracking and analytics. 
um, are impacting some of the ads platforms. So uh, there's been a lot of changes in the online space and especially the marketing space. So uh, where I'm heading is, you know, continuing to work in this area and help help businesses create their marketing campaigns on LinkedIn. Hmm. And when you're talking about LinkedIn ads, do you um, include the automation tools in that or only advertisement? Uh, our specialty is the advertising side of things. Yes. Okay. And what kind of advertisements are there? Um, so LinkedIn has a series of different ad types that are available. Um, it is you know, somewhat similar in a way to Facebook ads. So if you're familiar with Facebook ads, some of those different objectives and ad units are also available on LinkedIn. Um, but primarily, we're going to be crafting different ad units um, to place in either the news feed or in the right-hand side column or in the top column uh, there on LinkedIn. And most companies, most businesses have their goals are lead generation um, and, you know, getting people who are interested in what it is that they're talking about, their products or services. Uh, and then for B2B, it's typically a longer sales cycle. So we usually start with lead generation and then that's the beginning of the relationship and the, the sales funnel uh, from there. Hmm. Who are your customers? Who do you work with? Yeah, so um, it's a wide variety and it's you know, any, any B2B organization or any business that's looking to target a specific type of professional. So where LinkedIn shines is being able to target specific job titles at specific company industries and at specific company sizes. A lot of those targeting options uh, don't exist anywhere else. Um, or much of that data doesn't live anywhere else. LinkedIn's often the first place that most people update when they get a promotion or they start a new company. Um, and if you, you think about you know, Facebook, you, know, you see some people that put in maybe their job, where they work, um, but not, not many. You know, most people focus, use, link, use Facebook for you know, friends and family and sharing pictures. Right. People, don't, people don't put the extent of their professional experience into Facebook. So that's where LinkedIn has a lot more info about people um, and it's, it's very up-to-date information. So basically any business that's looking to target that, a specific type of professional, um, there's a few things that make a company a good fit for LinkedIn. LinkedIn. LinkedIn ads do tend to be more expensive than, say, Facebook ads and some other platforms. Um, so generally, you'll, you'll want to have a higher LTV, lifetime value of your customer, uh, and then yeah. have a sales and marketing process, uh, maybe a sales team or a salesperson to be able to work the leads that uh, you're generating so that you can maximize that value. Clicks, you know, clicks and impressions on LinkedIn tend to be more expensive. So that LTV, you know, you'll need that LTV to be a little bit higher so that that ROI makes sense. And then the way that people use LinkedIn tend to be more, you know, get on the platform to maybe do some research or look somebody up or maybe share some information with their professional network. But people don't tend to hang on, hang out on LinkedIn as much. So we generally find that mm -hmm. shorter and more direct content does better. Um, so it's more of like top of funnel type of content and offers that do the best on LinkedIn. So having that follow up process in place is pretty is very important um, because you'll you'll want to use LinkedIn to start that conversation and then you'll need to continue it uh, via you know via email or via phone call afterwards. Sure, you are an entrepreneur yourself, and I want to ask you what is your best advice to any of our listeners. To any entrepreneurs that listening to us right now? Oh man, uh, my best advice. Well, I'd say the thing that I end up talking the most about is if you're an entrepreneur and you're starting a business, 
I can, you know, talking about the sales and marketing funnel or how you're going to go market your business. The, the thing that I say that I talk about the most commonly with people is most people set up their marketing and they start with, uh, you know, contact us or get a free consultation here. And the thing you got to thing to know about, you know, for the average, the average startup and the average even small business is that most people out there in the market have never heard about you before. So it's challenging to lead with saying contact us or free consultation because the average the average person out there has never heard about your business before has don't doesn't really know what you offer or who you are so saying contact us or free consultation doesn't really mean anything to them and you know online especially online people skim content you know they they browse through things they're scrolling through their feed and they're scrolling through websites so even if mm -hmm you know, share information, know that um, there is a kind of relationship building process to, to that customer journey. So oftentimes what we talk about with people is something that we call your lead magnet. And that is starting with, um, you know, what, what is a topic or something that your prospect is interested in that you maybe a service that you offer, but what is like a current pain point they have or a current um, opportunity that they're working on that you can create a piece of content for them to learn something. So lead magnets are yes. great for starting relationships. Um, so if you're a new business and if you're starting your marketing, you know, and if you're not seeing, you know, a direct contact us or free consultation working out, you'll probably need to lower the barrier to entry and think about focusing your content more on your customer. So in the beginning, you know, for your business, maybe creating checklists or guides or case studies, things that your your target customer can read to learn more about you, but then also to, you know, learn a little bit about their situation and what and solutions and options that they might have. So I'd say kind of the biggest advice I, I tend to talk to people the most about is, you know, how can you frame your service in terms of how can I teach my customer something? And what this also helps is when when you do end up talking to them, you know, they're going to know a lot more about you, who you are, what you do and the results that you get for people versus if, you know, if you're if your ads are purely contact us and free consultation. But, uh, you know, someone doesn't know anything about you, even if they do sign up for a call or or you do talk to them, they probably have very little bit of information about what you do. And then, you know, you're going to spend all your time re-explaining that. So. For a new business, uh, think about starting starting by focusing on your customer. What is that first piece of content that you can create? Maybe a checklist or a guide or a case study, and then use that as your lead magnet. Hmm, sounds good. Actually, I've been using that for many years already. Perfect. And it works. Yeah, and it works. You've got successes, and we'll talk about it in a minute. But I want to ask you, what is your biggest, most critical failure with customers, the one that affected your entrepreneurial journey the most or almost the most? The biggest failures, I'd say, I'll actually go back to a previous business. So before I started Speedwork, which is current, which is a marketing agency, and, we, and that's what the, my current business is, before Speedwork, I had a mobile app development agency. And here in Austin, Texas, we built a whole lot of different mobile apps for a variety of companies, um, both small startups just getting started and then bigger tech 
companies, we would build software for them. And what we noticed was, you know, after you build an app, you have to go put it on the app store and then, you know, worry about getting downloads. So we saw, you know, in the early days of the iPhone, it was possible to put an app on the app store and go viral and get a lot of downloads and be successful in that way. Uh, and we did have a couple clients that, that, that worked for, and they, they found a lot of success from just going viral and kind of getting lucky. But we saw a lot more companies that would put an app on the app store and then, and then realize they needed to go do the marketing for it. So we also saw a lot of companies that would, you know, spend a lot of time and a lot of money on software and then put the app in the app store and it would just kind of sit there. So we saw the saw the need for helping people with marketing and we naturally got pulled into helping those types of companies with marketing. So I'd say the biggest, you know, the biggest challenges was seeing startups spend so much time and money and effort on a new app but then not think about the distribution and the go-to-market strategy and then put it on the app store and just see it flop. And, you know, we, had, we did have several clients that got to millions of downloads or got funding and we saw some, a lot of success with it. And then we saw other companies that's, you know, they spent just as much time and effort in their product and it was still a great product and great software, but without a good marketing plan, it would just sit on the app store and not go anywhere. So I'd say that was, that was the biggest challenges is seeing that. Was it something that you failed with or you saw comp- other companies failing? Um, you know, I'll say it was a little both where uh, I saw other companies definitely failing in it. And, you know, at the time I was focused just on software development and, you know, didn't maybe I, I hadn't seen that many early in my career. I hadn't seen that many companies go through the full life cycle of build and launch and scale. Um, so without seeing that, you know, we are, we were focused on building software without really having an eye to the marketing yet. So, um, sure. I'll say it was a little bit of my failure of not, not helping these companies think ahead to what their distribution plan would be down the road. Mm, got it. I would like you to tell us the story of your greatest, most significant success As a result of the right customer focus or something you did right about approaching your customers hmm. greatest success um, well I'd say for my own journey it was you know the biggest inflection point for me with speed work here is in the marketing world there's lots of companies that do lots of different kinds of marketing and you You know there's lots of people that do Google marketing there's lots of people that do Facebook marketing and when I first started my marketing career I I did try out a lot of those different areas and at the time I never I never would have guessed that I would be focusing on on LinkedIn um, if I had known that then I'd be very surprised to hear that um, <laughs> think, looking forward um, so I'd say my you know when I found that LinkedIn ended up being my niche and decided to specialize in that area at first it was you know at first it's difficult to to make a decision like that and and turn away opportunities in other areas because when you are just getting started you know you do try to do a little bit of everything and there is you should be you know you There's an element of you need to test a lot of different things before you find out what works best for you. Um, but it is it is hard to eventually then turn away you know opportunities in other areas so that you can focus on another area. So what I had found for myself was you know I was doing some work on Facebook, on Google, and on LinkedIn, and I was seeing LinkedIn was you know starting to do the best and starting to be 
was starting to be my differentiator. And when I actively started turning away other opportunities on Facebook or on Google is when I was able to then focus more on LinkedIn. And it was kind of created a cycle of, you know, my, me focusing more on LinkedIn got better results on LinkedIn for my projects. And then that gave me more focus on LinkedIn. So I kind of kept an eye to that and, and kind of saw that happening. And I was also noticing that that seemed to be a differentiator for me because, um, again, there's lots of people that do Facebook and Google work, but not many people that was doing LinkedIn ads work. And whenever I would talk to somebody, they'd be like, oh, interesting. Tell me about that LinkedIn part that you're doing. Um, so I was kind of noticing that. And I'd say my, you know, from, from my recent journey here, I'd say it's deciding to focus on one area and get really good in that area. And I know that's that that's currently what set me and us apart in being able to, uh, you know, kind of be the best on LinkedIn ads, um, because we know that not many people are specializing in that area. I love that so much because I do believe that the most important law of marketing is the law of focus. Yes. And that's what you actually did. But Tell me a bit about how you started. What was your career path? Uh, yeah, so kind of winding, winding back to, I told you about the mobile app world, is I started my career in the software development space, and I moved down to Austin, Texas here to originally work for IBM um, in their e-commerce department. So me and the team would go out to these really big companies and build really big e-commerce stores, and it was great, and I learned a lot, but I also realized that uh, I much more enjoyed kind of the startup side of things. So in Austin, Austin here has an excellent startup and tech community. So I got involved here and um, was kind of doing some work on the side and building apps and just really enjoying building apps. So I kind of got got really interested in the startup world and I eventually you know spun off from IBM to go develop mobile apps. So I started that first agency, the mobile app development agency. And it was, you know, very exciting. Uh, early days of the iPhone, getting to build apps and, you know, new technology and work with a lot of new startups and even bigger tech companies and some universities and stuff like that. So I worked on that for a number of years, and then I ended up selling that agency. And kind of in that in that story that I told you of seeing a lot of companies, both big and small, needing help with marketing after they develop software, um, I had already been kind of getting pulled into that into that area, helping those companies. And I was really fascinated by it. And the thing about, you know, marketing versus software is software is awesome, but it takes a long time to build and a lot of work. Whereas marketing, you can get a campaign up and running pretty quickly and you can see results within a couple of days or like at least the start of results within a couple of days. And it's very exciting and it moves fast. So you know, these days I love being in the marketing world and I love still getting to, you know, still getting to leverage my tech skills at times of, you know, getting into some conversion tracking code and like setting up websites and landing pages and stuff like that. But I really love the blend, the blend of technology and marketing and see, you know, seeing it move fast and still getting to work with tech companies. So that's, that's kind of my journey in a, you know, in a nutshell. And I'd say, you know, things that I'm excited about now is I still, you know, I do think that there is a lot of opportunity on the LinkedIn platform and I, it's, I've seen it grow a lot over these last couple of years and just, you know, both an activity level of the business community jumping onto it and using it a lot more, especially during COVID and new features that they're releasing and how, you know, the algorithms are improving and stuff like that. So I'm excited for the future of, you know, LinkedIn and kind of what it's opened up for both me and, you know, 
for, for me in terms of like B2B marketing and learning that realm. So I've been very excited for it and excited to kind of continue focusing on that area because something that I've also noticed is that there's not much content and like training out there for like how to use LinkedIn ads. There is more for, you know, the organic side of things. And then there's lot, right. there's lots of content for, you know, how to use Facebook ads and how to use Google ads. And there's tons of, you know, people who specialize in those areas. But even in my own learning throughout this process is there's not much out there, even that I've been able to find to learn. So I've had to learn it all on my own. And I'm excited to, you know, I've been trying to put out more content and teach others and share that. So I'm excited to, you know, kind of help keep working in that area. And I'm excited to see, you know, the future of the platform and where it goes. Can you recommend the best or most effective technological or digital tool that's related to customer-focused marketing or sales? However, I'm not looking for the last shiniest tool in the endless list. I'm looking for something that really works for you and might help other entrepreneurs as well. Hmm. You said customer facing. So what I think about first there is I feel like over the last couple of weeks or maybe month, I've spent a lot of time in Google Data Studio refining our reports so that, you know, there's so much that you can glean from the, the data of a campaign that... You know, you can just dump all the numbers into a spreadsheet or you can just dump all the numbers into a dashboard. But unless it really tells you anything, um, you know, it's about the design of that report that's going to tell you something about those numbers that can help you make an optimization of those on those campaigns. So I feel like over the last, you know, last couple of weeks, I spent a lot of time in Google Data Studio. So I'd say that's, that's probably my tool that I would recommend because it's like it's very, you know, in, in the reporting ecosystem reporting and data tools can be very expensive and difficult to use, but I find mm-hmm. data studio to be, uh, you know, Google data studio itself is free. Usually got to pay for the data connectors to get the data in there, but um, it's a free tool. It works, you know, very well. It's supported by Google. So it connects to like all these different platforms. So we're able to blend data from various different data sources and I can compare like LinkedIn numbers versus CRM numbers and sales numbers. Um, and, you know, I'd, I'd say that's where we're able to create like dashboards at another level that you don't just get in the LinkedIn ads manager. And um, if anyone's used LinkedIn ads, the LinkedIn ads manager reporting is very simplified. It doesn't really tell you a ton, but the data you can pull out of the API tells you a much deeper story or there's a lot more data you can pull out of the API to learn more about the performance of your campaigns. So we set up these dashboards to you know help us and then also for our clients to understand how they're performing and who they're reaching. So I'd say that's my tool is Google Data Studio. Hmm. You know, there are many factors that affect one's success. However, I do believe that for each of us, there is one factor that really helps us most. What is your one key success factor? Hmm. My key success factor. I might say it's, it is my technical background as I approach the marketing world where I do appreciate my skills and my technical skills that I have, you know, that I have, and I, I can still get into code when I need to. And I'm very comfortable with data and setting up like some of these dashboards or, you know, setting up reporting and conversion tracking and connecting data sources. So I don't know. I think for me, it was like learning how to code very early on that 
has made me comfortable with all the new tools that come out. You know, it's, it's rare that I, I would get confused or, you know, maybe overwhelmed is the word by, by certain tools. And, you know, for me, I love playing around with things and figuring them out and like reverse engineering them. So I'd say, you know, my, I'd say my differentiator is being able to be comfortable with the, with the tech side and be comfortable with the data. Hmm, sounds good. And my final question before I ask you what is the best way to connect with you, my final question is my mountain question. I've been imagining this uh, journey of entrepreneurship as climbing a mountain for a very long time. Step after step after step, and then when you reach the peak, usually you want to climb a higher peak. Sometimes you need to go down in order to reach the peak. And at some point, I started to ask my guests, and that's what I'm asking you, whether you ever climbed a mountain or wished to climb a mountain, or do you have any relationships with mountains at all? I think this is a great question, uh, and I, I think I can answer most of those. So I, th- so I do have a relationship with a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've gotten really into running over the last few years, and I've done a, ran a bunch of marathons, and there's a run club that I'm a part of, and I like to do a lot of running. Um, and, I, and a couple of years ago, I ran a race that was in Washington State going up and down Mount St. Helens. Uh, it was an ultra marathon, so it was uh, a 50K which is like over 30 miles long, took us all day out there. Uh, and it was, it was a challenge. It's the most challenging race I've ever ran. And I remember I ran it with a couple of friends and I remember thinking specifically out there that there, you know, if it was just me out there, there'd be no way that I would do that just by myself. Mm-hmm. And I, okay. the way that I can relate that to, you know, maybe, maybe entrepreneurship or startups is, you know, you can go at something by yourself and it's going to take a lot of work and training by yourself to to hone your skills and to learn things. But there's also the times when you're going to need to rely on other people or or be. I guess it's kind of like being aware that, you know, surrounding yourself with other people who are going to push you and that you're going to learn from. You're not going to be able to do everything by yourself. So surrounding yourself with the right people is important. And I think about that in, you know, in terms of business, it's being part of the right communities, making, you know, keeping your eyes open and your ears open. And while there is an element of like focus and training that you need to put in, the reps you need to put in yourself, um, it's also about having those other people around you that you can learn from, share ideas with, and kind of go to with questions when you have them. And there's also an element of like seeing what they're working on and like, you know, during a race, it's, it's being around other people and, you know, Hey, these people haven't stopped running, so I'm not going to stop running. (laughs) (laughs) So in the, you know, in the startup world, in the tech world, um, you know, there's an element of that too, of like hearing what new ideas people are working on. And I think there's so much to be, you know, learned and gained from surrounding yourself with good people and continue to learn as you go throughout the journey. Hmm, Thank you for that. Anthony, what would be the best way to connect with you for any of our listeners that would like to be in touch? Yeah, so you can definitely find me on LinkedIn. My name is Anthony Blattner, and I'm the only Anthony Blattner on LinkedIn. Uh, hmm. To learn more about LinkedIn marketing and LinkedIn ads, you can go to our website, which is speedworksocial.com. Um, we've also been posting a lot of new videos on YouTube recently, so our YouTube channel has a lot of new videos on there. So if you're looking to learn LinkedIn ads best practices, Again, I know there's not much out there to learn from, so we've been trying to you know, help other people by publishing this content and sharing what we learn in this area. 
Um, so go to our blog, go to our YouTube channel to learn more. And then if you'd like to email me at any time, my email is anthony at speedworksocial.com. Thank you for that. And we will have all these links in the show notes of this interview. Anthony, I would like to thank you so much. I really enjoyed that. It was interesting talking with you. And thank you for coming. Thanks for having me, Hayut. It was great to be here and talking with you. It has been a pleasure and take care. You too. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Reach or Miss show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website reachormiss.com. See you next week.